Big Three IGP. Catchers in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking it. Habits of fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Connor. Yeah, this a command and conquer. Hard hitting, the IR's real. This football, yeah, you know the deal. Cause it's all about the defense and the TDs. Yeah, this is Big 3 IDP. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer. We are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP podcast. And I'm joined in the Sode Shack tonight. To my right, Adam Markham. To my left, Connor Raymer. Gentlemen, football happened this weekend. It's happening again this weekend. How are we feeling about the football, Addy? Gosh, what a weekend. What a great weekend. What a great weekend it did the uh to cap it off with the Browns oh. doing their thing. That was beautiful. Um just fantastic. This is what we wait for all year. You know, it's sad that of course that the uh the fantasy regular season's over, but there's still other avenues. There's still DFS, there's still yeah. fantasy playoffs if you're not a dope. Um but yeah, this was just an awesome weekend. It was so much fun. First ever super wild card weekend, Connie. How'd you like the seven seed? I know some people were a little mixed on it. You know, were we going to get some bum teams in the playoffs? The two seed loses a little bit of meaning, but we get an extra game per day. How did you like the first super wild card weekend? I hope it's something they keep moving forward. I, I think I speak on behalf of uh, probably every NFL fan. I mean, having those having those three games each day was perfect. It was a great way. I think letting the having the extra team and dropping the the buy for the the two seed is is the way to go. So hopefully that's something they keep. Uh, random takeaway of the weekend. I think I got to give props to Nickelodeon because for what little I saw of the highlights, I think they did a great job at being. Um, you know, informative, hopefully getting some people in that young generation to maybe want to watch, you know, football and, and, and tune in versus maybe doing so much gaming or watching other programs or anything else. So, uh, I thought that was a cool move. Yeah. I was very, very skeptical. It felt like a, what is up fellow kids moment Mm -hmm. from the NFL. I thought, how are they going to do this in a way that doesn't come off forced or really, really cringy? But I didn't get to watch any of the feed other than what I saw on Twitter. But, Addy, I know you were a big fan of the Nickelodeon feed. It was great. I mean, I loved it. Um, yeah, the, all the animations were awesome. You know, they uh, they would put, you know, like filters on the guys' faces so they'd have, like, big, like, googly eyes and stuff. It was awesome. It was it – was, it, it makes me wonder why they haven't done more stuff, uh, you know, like that. Uh, and I think we will. I think you'll see more of that stuff going forward where they do more graphics and stuff on the field during the game. I mean, there's, you know – it was cool when when they when the did, I mean you see any of the touchdowns and stuff. Oh that, yeah, the slime cannons came was, out. That was awesome. Did you like the slime cannons? Oh hell yeah, I loved it. Isn't that what they called you in college? The slime cannon. Yeah. <laughs> well known nickname of Adams. Here comes old slime cannon. Watch out, <laughs> sir. Yeah, that was. Um, I I I think they realize they have to start grabbing some of these younger fans who are more into like watching people play Madden on Twitch than they are watching the actual NFL. So I don't blame them for going that route. I did love the three games per day. The Super Wild Card Weekend was a big, big fan. Uh, we didn't get. We only got one bad game. Sadly, it was the Nickelodeon game. The rest of the games I thought were pretty fun, intriguing for different reasons. The uh, the 
fun part for me, obviously, we talked about a little bit last week, was uh, I was in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. betting on these games. It was a little weekend getaway for the wife and I, so... I was in the uh, the stadium swim there at Circa in downtown Las Vegas watching these games. First day, it's around 60 degrees. Now, the pools are heated, though. They're like 98 degrees, so they feel amazing. But the wind was blowing through there about probably like 15 or 20 miles an hour, like blowing stuff off the chairs, yeah. toppling down the, down the walkway type of wind. It was literally making waves in the pool and causing water to shoot up off the surface. So it was like a, a David Blaine survival magic trick type thing. Was there a lot of people in the pool with you? There really was. Huh. There really was. That first day, there were actually more people in the pool, and I think maybe they got scared off by that windy first day. Yeah. Second day was a little cooler. It was like 55 or so, but there was no wind. It was absolutely gorgeous. Mm. So um, had a great time. Really enjoyed it. Won my bet on the Colts, Connie. I knew you'd be proud. I did not bet the Bills in any capacity. I took the Colts across the board, won them uh, to cover plus the over. So that netted me like 50 bucks. I was pretty happy. I think both of those were smart. And I I tried to talk you into the money line. Thankfully, you weren't a sucker like me and, and would have made that bet. I know you said you ran into a guy that that did and a few other people that had some some not so great gambling luck so let me ask you you talked about the trip that's just like a, every sports especially gambling degenerates dream not that that's what you are but the ability to legally bet on sports is pretty cool when you're wild hard for the wild card so what would be your number one thing on the trip that you felt like was the best experience and what would you rank one through ten the new circa circa so, yeah yeah what would you say? I mean, we spent, it's one of the few resorts, I think, that you can truly just spend the whole time there. That's what we did. We went out and saw the strip the first night, came back, stayed at the resort the rest of the time. The food was incredible. They didn't have the buffet, but they had all different types of food. So they had a, an Asian place called Eight East that we ate at like three times. They had a Jewish deli that had, I'm not kidding, the best breakfast I've ever had outside of our beloved mammals breakfast. Of course. Um, we ate there every single morning for breakfast. They had an amazing steakhouse. Kind of reminded me of like Kickeroy and Smoke that sure. we have here in BG, as <laughs> no we know. Free ads. <laughs> One of our favorite places. Um, and then even the stadium food, like you weren't able to take food up to Stadium Swim, but the food they had was amazing. So that was definitely a highlight for, because Allie loves football. She loves drinking beer. So she was happy in the pool for three hours watching the first game on both days, but um, she loves to eat. She's a big time foodie, you know, is documenting it all on her Instagram for her travel page. So um, I think just the, the way they set up this resort too, it is brand spanking new, just opened like three weeks ago, but it didn't feel like nobody knew what they were doing. You know, when you go to like a new restaurant and they don't know the menu items or they bring out the wrong stuff or it takes two hours to get your food or you, they just say, sir, we've lost your order and the kitchen staff has walked out, so you're not getting food tonight. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Did you feel attacked in that new commercial when it says the waiter doesn't need to know your name? Dude, I'm telling you, the Dr. Rick <laughs> commercials for Progressive are some of my favorites I've seen in a long time. They're great. They are absolutely spectacular. If you printed directions off to get here. <laughs> you're, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. <laughs> Amazing. No fussing, no cussing, and he just smacks it out of her hand into the trash can. Amazing. Cannot get enough of those. I'm ex- hopefully they do one for the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. excited. Um, but it's, it is 
one of what I told Zach, our buddy Zach from the XFFL, and Connor, you know Zach as well, is he was asking, we'd love to come to Vegas. Do you think we that you know my wife would like it? Would I like it? And I was like, here's the thing about Vegas, and tell me if you think this is true. You have to make Vegas what you want it to be. Whatever your poison, you can drink it. But right. you have to figure out what you want your Vegas experience to be. Me, I'm not a big casino guy. I don't need to go up and down the strip every night and go into all the different clubs and casinos and all that. I love sports, though, and I do enjoy gambling on football. And I do love lounging around watching games. That's my ideal weekend. Did it all weekend. Hey, I hope, uh, hope you enjoy hell. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, the amount of money, I think they'll give me a pass on that one. I had, some, I had some other good bets. They just didn't pan out. Connor and I had a beautiful parlay that went to hell. Should have never bet on the Titans. I, we were throwing our lot in with Satan, I guess. That's the win-win bet, though. We talked about that, I think, last week on the pod. And I still want to get your 1-10 through 10 score on this before we move on. But, yeah, we did make a win-win bet. Of course, we, we did a nice little parlay there with the Saturday games. Or, excuse me, the Sunday games. Yeah, we went Titans. We went with Saints. And we went with Steelers. So yeah, Gotta take we, your emotions out of it, Connor. Yeah. All about that money, baby. If we hadn't lost on the Titans, losing to the Ravens, we would have lost on the Steelers. Both yeah. of those. But again, they were the, like we mentioned before, the win-win bet. That way, if you lose, you still win. And if you win, you win. That's so, great. Because I hate the Steelers. I hate the Saints. And I hate the Titans. So once the Titans lost, I was in full heel mode. And Cabell, our good buddy, uh, who's a huge Steelers fan, lifelong Steelers fan, was at the house. And I was just, uh, I had turned at that point. So I don't think Cabell enjoyed watching the game with me too much. And I was cheering for both sides because I had DFS lineups going. So I, there was, you go. I was up pacing. And yeah, you were like, yeah, Browns. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who are you? What are you even doing? But you're right about Vegas because that's that's the beauty of Vegas. And, I mean, to be frank, unless you're from, like, a big metropolitan city, that's the beauty of any metropolitan city when you're going to go somewhere. Like, if it has pro sports or it has something that you can do, like, gamble on a certain event, you want to make sure you're able to gamble on that or whatever, like any trip, just time it up with what kind of, you know, appeases to what you want to do. And even if none of that, the gambling or sports or anything, I mean, Take a chopper ride out to the Grand Canyon. Go shop. Go try some of the great food that's go out there. Go sightseeing. Go I mean, sightseeing. There's so much to go see to a out show. there. Go to the shows. Yeah. yeah, the shows are all shut down right now, unfortunately. Otherwise, we probably would have gone true. to one. Yeah. So, Blue Man Group. Blue Man Group, yeah, banging on a trash can, drumming on a street light. I think that's that's the, that's a Blue Man Group original. Wayne Newman, is he still there? Is he still doing that stuff? I don't know. He's still in commercials, but I don't know if he still has a show. Celine Dion had a show. No, Shania Twain has a show mm. out there now. You know, we that's used just to kind do? of like the final step of like these mega stars. Mm -hmm. Get a Vegas show. Sure. Oh yeah, we would get a what they call a scorpion bowl, and it's probably a bowl that's like the size of my computer screen, but it's obviously circular, and it's just a it's a massive, uh, like, I don't know what's in it. I mean, it, it, it will absolutely destroy you. We would try to have about one or two of those each. And this is when I'm in college. We're going out to Vegas, having fun. You on, were like, drinking? Was this alcohol? Yes, okay. yes. You, we would go was bet it, was money it filled at the with scorpions. Book. No, and then we would go get what was called a scorpion bowl. And I forget who serves in there. I'm sure you could look it up and see. But they had this beautiful outdoor sitting area that you could just sit at all day long under these kind of like cabana things and drink these drinks, keep up with your sports bets, go in and have pizza there at this little lounge they had. It's just... Kevin. It's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, anybody, Zach, MK, if that's who you were referring to earlier, they yeah. would love that. Yeah, so what what did you want me to rank, 1 to 10? 1 to 10, just your trip. Oh, it was a 10. Yeah. I told Allie that it was I, – I was being hyperbolic. I said it was my favorite trip ever. That's probably not true, but I will say – 
it is the most needed trip I've ever been on. Because this past year obviously sucked for multiple reasons. Uh, if your wife's a travel agent, it double sucks. Because all your trips get canceled and all the trips she had booked for people get canceled. Being new parents, this was our first trip that we got to go on without PAX. He stayed here and was well taken care of. So it was exactly what I needed. Just a, you know, four days to kind of relax, unwind, recharge, and just spend some time, some quality time, gambling, eating, watching some football, Eddie. That's what it's all about right there, boys. That's hey, right. Speaking of eating, I blew, I, I already told Connor this. Um, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to make you real jelly here. Went to Godoba tonight and got the family pack. Ooh, okay. What's the family pack? I get a whole thing, a whole tray of beans, a whole tray of rice, a whole tray of chicken, queso, all of it. Tacos, uh, uh, tortillas. I get chips, cheese, Do you get soft shell only? Uh, It comes with like eight. They're all soft shell, yeah, I think. For sure. There may be, I don't know. I didn't open them up. I was doing bowls. I made bowls. So, but yeah, great deal. Family deal at Cadoba. I'm going to have, I'm going to be eating burritos for the next three, four days. I'm super jealous. I didn't know it's you were going to do this. this. 40 bucks. I mean, it's just like, you That's know. multiple meals. Totally fine. Yeah. Oh, it, trust me, dude. It's, it's, we're talking like at least five meals. Wow. At least. Because I mean, the wife and I get Cadoba all the time. It's like right at about 20 bucks for the two of us to eat. Yeah. There, here you go. Life hack. Everyone out there. Jeez. How do you not have a fast food pod yet? I know it's coming. Coming in the off season. DF Triple S goes on hiatus. Insert. No, I'm, not, I'm not doing any more podcasts, Josh. <laughs> Markham's Meals. Yeah, Markham's Meals. There Pretty you go. Good. Pretty good. Not Guess a bad start. To. You will. You just signed the contract verbally. Everyone heard that. Right. Yeah, it's okay. binding. This is what everyone would say to you. I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. You didn't run in that guy on the plane, did you? No, we didn't. And, and if you haven't flown during, that's the one thing I wanted to bring up. If you haven't flown during the pandemic, um, it's the same. You just have to wear a mask. That's it. That's the exact same. Less people. There was on the flight coming back. The flight over there, packed, full mm-hmm. flight. So if you don't feel comfortable being out around other people right now, don't don't fly. Because there's a chance if your flight is full, you're going to be elbow to elbow with somebody you don't know. Mm. So that's the only other thing about Vegas too, Connor, that I think you can understand and appreciate is when you go to Vegas, the only knock right now during a pandemic with Vegas is you go to Vegas, you want to lower your inhibitions, you want to have fun, you want to cut loose, you want to stop thinking about things. You're like, let's go. But first, let me grab my mask. It's a little... There's like some disconnect there between how you want to feel, but the responsibility that you have to have to your fellow man. It's not my Vegas. Not my Vegas. Hashtag not my Vegas. <laughs> I'm not going to speak any further on anything else with our Vegas trips, but truly what happened in Vegas will have to uh, absolutely stay stay in Vegas. So Yeah, that's probably for the best. We don't want you uh, getting us canceled for some of the atrocities that were committed in Vegas. Um so we'll leave it at that. But yeah, this was a 10. If you are looking, if you're a sports fan and you are looking to go to Vegas, you know, March Madness would be a great weekend. That's coming up. Go check out Vegas for March Madness weekend. Go check it out. I think, Addy, we had talked about in uh, our Slack for the XFFL, possibly doing that for a draft weekend. Go up there when college football kicks off. Do the draft, like get flying on Friday, have the draft Saturday night. You just spend all day Saturday gambling on college football and fly back Sunday. It'd be a time. Because the only other option that you could do it that would be really cool, it would be tough. 
and it'd probably be too long, but if everyone could take off and make it like their vacation, you could basically do fly in the Wednesday before Thursday kickoff, have the draft, and then you're there all weekend for the opening weekend of the NFL. That'd be pretty sick. Because they're getting rid of the preseason, so you could still do it, but do you really want to gamble on preseason games? No, hell no. You definitely don't. No. Never so ever do that. So that is the only um, that is the only thing that you know I would say is time it up, make sure there's lots of sports going on, and then go enjoy Circa in downtown Las Vegas. It is amazing. But gentlemen, we've talked about degenerate stuff enough, so let's just keep it rolling. As we know, fellow degenerates from the opening, that's who we are. That's what we're about. We're going to hit the news and do a little divisional round preview. Uh, our fantasy. Playoff league is rolling along. Like Addy said, if you didn't get into one this offseason or this uh, for these playoffs, just like Connor says, put it in the tickler file for next end of next regular season. Get your group together. If you want the spreadsheet that we use, we'll be happy to send it to you. All the scoring, all that. And there's tons of different options out there, too. I know IDP guys does a contest. I know football guys does a, does a contest. I mean, there's there's ways to get involved if you want to play some postseason fantasy. Oh, yeah. There's there's all sorts. If, if you're just into offense, then you can do the NFL challenge. I know the fantasy yeah. footballers have one that yeah. they do. Like you said, IDP guys have one. So there's picks leagues where you pick, you know, teams throughout, you know. So there's a lot of different ways to do the fantasy in the playoffs. It doesn't have to end. Not to mention DFS, Addy. DFS is great. Had a good weekend on that. I was thinking this. We need to have Johnny on um, one of these weeks, maybe next week, and we can do the DFS lineup. That would be great. It'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? That was we can uh, do the show. We can just do the DFS show here. That would be great. Is that? Um, are you guys going to do it for um, this week? Yeah, we're going to do it for this week. We'll probably do it for next week. I was going to say, if you're doing it for conference championship, um, might as well. We missed this week. We had a lot going on. It was, you know, size birthday and all that stuff. So I was uh, going to say, how was it? I saw him riding his tractor good. around on Instagram. Yeah, we got him a tractor. So. Uh, you know, he had a great time. He had an awesome time. Got a, a, tons of, you know, more stuff to step on in the house. So it's, That's uh, great. I'm getting that right now because we got a ball pit from Allie's parents for Paxton for Christmas. Like a little tiny ball pit. And so they brought it when they came down to, um, to watch him. So now there's just those little tiny plastic balls like in the ball pit at like Chuck E. Cheese all over the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just how it goes. It's the beginning. Forever, is, yeah. Is this what I have to look forward to? Absolutely, man. It'll be, you know, and, and you got a boy, so it's, you know, it's it's cars, cars yeah. blocks. Now they're doing these micro machines that size into, or they're even smaller cars. For I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Why do they have to be micro? Why can't they be macro so you don't step on them as easily? They like to have every size. They like them. They like the big ones. They like the little tiny, you know, teeny tiny ones. Now they like the in betweens. They got to have all the sizes now. They these these toy companies. They're they're the they're the real they're enemy. The real, yeah, right. They're they're the problem. <laughs> they're the real problem in this country. So um, yeah, that was uh, that looked like a lot of fun. But yeah, there's really no reason to let. Uh, your fantasy season end. So um, ours is rolling along. We're really excited. I think, Addy, you said, even though I'm historically terrible in our fantasy playoff league, I'm actually in first place right now. Joshy had a great first round. I think the rest of us, it was just a four-team league. Um, 
But yeah, the rest of us are like in the 200s. Joshy's like 375. Hey. Joshy's never won this before. I but, have never won. I'm um, historically very bad at this. I don't know what it is. I don't, well, we talked about it. I don't take Patriots. Right. Yeah. So, so that was always my downfall. Yeah. And he's got, you got a slew of Bills. You got a bunch of Packers. You got a bunch of Bucks. You got some Browns too. You got Chubb, I think. So you're looking good, man. Yeah. The Browns, I was just. Also, you have some Rams. You have, um, I think you had a few Rams. You had like, yeah, you had I Rob, took uh, you had Robert, Woods. Robert Woods. Yeah. Bobby Trees. Yeah. So you had a lot of those guys that usually it would get a lip. I thought would right. get eliminated. Exactly. I was like, oh, I'll just get them for one game. Maybe they'll do well. Yep. All right. Well, let's hit some news here, Addy. And then we're going to talk about the divisional round. It's just going to be a football night. We're just going to be guys talking about sports. Connor's just going to be up meandering around. I know. Just wandering around the soda shack. We accidentally unplugged the router. So if you've, uh, if you've been watching the feed and it's been going in and out, then um, we should be good now. The router should be up and functioning. Yeah, it's on me, guys. I unplugged the router, plugged in a uh, space heater from my feet. So, got to have those uh, toasty, toasty feet. Toasty toes. Yeah, we pod. got Can't it up. pod right. That's right. We got it up to uh, 68 already. It was 54 when we walked in like 20 minutes ago. So Yeah, it's like 25 degrees outside. So Lights are flickering. Guys, we're literally in a shack in Kentucky, and it's, uh, according to the old Apple Watch, it's 27 degrees. Yeah. So, so give us in Connor's defense, yeah, the, the heater should have been turned on. So come back in if you were watching on the stream and it was going in and out. We should be good now that the router is back on. But, boys, let's talk some news. Big news out of Philadelphia. Doug Peterson fired. Seemed like things were going to be okay, but then we saw the tweets and the news started trickling out that the owner wanted to meet with Doug Peterson to hear his proposal and his plan for what he was going to do with the team going forward. Now, Connor, I don't know about you, but this to me sounds like the owner had already made up his mind and he wanted to give Doug Peterson a chance to save face. But I don't think you're having that kind of meeting if the coach is safe. What do you think? I do, and I think uh, the owner was probably giving him, you know, you know, one last chance at romance if he was willing to figure out something with Wentz. And I think the owner essentially chose Wentz over Peterson, in my opinion. Um, I don't think the owner wants to force the issue with Jalen yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Healthy competition at quarterback there is just like it is at any other team. It, It can help, you know, produce and push one past the other. But it can also cause a lot of confidence problems if guys getting gun shy, thinking, oh, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get benched. So, there's a lot there to unpack. Uh, I think it definitely lessens the chance that Wentz is out in Philly, but Philly's still a cluster, man. Like no matter the fact that Peterson's out, like it, it doesn't fix the fact that the team, uh, really since Reich left after the Super Bowl, has started to have some serious issues, and it it started there at at quarterback, and Peterson didn't help his case, and you know ultimately here it's got him fired. So uh, the Eagles got some soul searching to do uh, there in the NFC East. Addy, do you think, two questions, do you think they find a coach better than Doug Peterson, and do you think that coach can turn things around next season? No. It's no. a mess right now. It's a mess. I mean, they chose Carson Wentz, who I think is not good anymore. Um, although, I mean, it, there's a clearly a disconnect. I saw where it was kind of like a mutual thing, right? So it sounds like um, this was Ian Rappaport said, after speaking with two people close to former Eagles coach Doug Peterson, it sounds like this is what it boiled down to. Peterson was sick of people telling him what to do. Wow. Okay. I was just getting ready to say, it's never mutual when one person loses their job. 
Have yeah. you ever heard of someone saying uh, if they, you know, if they quit, that's one thing. Yeah. But um, NFL coaches don't tend to do that because getting one of the 32 big boy chairs is a really big deal. So you don't just give that up for anything. Yeah. But if he was just kind of sick of ownership, probably forcing Carson Wentz on him because your guys are right. I think they picked Carson Wentz and his like $40 million cap hit over Doug Peterson. And I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know, clearly things aren't, you know, roses there with, with whatever's going on behind the scenes. Um, so, I mean, I think, you you know, they're going to want to see what else Wentz, you know, if Wentz still has it, we, we, we all, we all look fondly upon that like 2016, 2017 season, whenever that was, um, you know, before he tore his ACL. Um, I just don't think he's going to make it back to that form. So, you know, I guess you got to try, but I mean, it's no, that team's not going anywhere. That's a really bad defense. They don't have, you know, the offense is pretty bad. Also, like the GM hasn't been that great either. I mean, he hasn't made, I mean, he's made some bad picks. Yeah. I mean, Jay jaw over DK. I mean, Jalen Rager, I know he's been hurt all year, but that doesn't look that great now. Um, taking him over Justin Jefferson and some of those other receivers in the class. And they've just had ev- so many injuries. So many injuries. They've got these guys that are kind of past their prime. Deshaun, Alshon, Zach Ertz. They don't give, uh, and this is you know probably a, an issue with Peterson, but they didn't give Miles Sanders nearly enough touches. Um, but maybe that was because he couldn't stay healthy. I don't know. They just they they need a complete reset there, but it's not anything that's going to fix itself you know soon. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is off that team. I really do. Even if, even with Peterson out of the building, the need for quarterback, we were talking about that a little bit this morning with another news item we'll get to here, but the need for quarterback is so overwhelming at all times in the NFL that teams will look upon anything with any kind of luster or shine on it like you said, they'll look back fondly on the 2017 season for Carson Wentz when he was an MVP candidate, and they'll say, maybe we can get that guy. And they'll trade for him. They'll trade a second or whatever, and they'll work, they'll work with the Eagles to figure out what the contract looks like, and they'll move him. I guess it depends on the who, the, the, who they get in there as the coach, but I don't know. I don't think Carson Wentz is on this team. I think they gave him what he wanted by getting Doug Peterson out of town. We saw the reports the relationship was fractured. I think if anybody offered them something of value for Carson Wentz, he's gone in a heartbeat. I think that's the best thing, though, for Carson, truly. I mean, you know, I don't know where he would land, but if he could land somewhere like Indy, that would be just a perfect situation for him. Uh, but I think he just needs a fresh start. Although I don't think there's much upside with a guy like that, he'll he'll get a chance somewhere, you know. He'll get a chance to to do his thing and, and probably lead someone to, you know, 7-9, and 8-8. Nine, eight and eight. Yeah. Who cares? What a great ceiling. Yeah. So fun. That's what you want out of your quarterback. He wears those cool uh, camouflage arm sleeves, though. Yeah, that's true, and he does look like Connor. Sure. What's, stop. What's up with that with the arm sleeve? The single one that's this camo like that. He loves, he he loves Allen Iverson. That is, shout out the answer. That was him right. and LeBron. Those are the all-time. Carson Wentz is a bit of a dork, right? He, yeah, I think that he he's trying to look, you know, he's, he's trying to look cool, but he just doesn't have. Aren't most quarterbacks dorks, though? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd like, say most of them. There's are. not a lot of drippy quarterbacks. 
They're all a bunch of lambs for real, yeah. Yeah. It is wild we do look alike a little bit though. Unless it's had so, hot though, Connor, you're hotter. Way hotter. Way hotter, Thanks, Connie. Bitch. Way hotter. So here's another piece of news that came out today that dropped dropped some jaws. Andre Johnson, Texans legend, calling out the Houston Texans. So you can go read the tweet, but here's the bullet points that I came up with. Told Deshaun Watson to stand his ground with the team. Said the Texans are known for wasting players' careers. Yeesh. Said that nothing good has happened since Jack Easterby came in and called the whole situation pathetic. Where's the lie? For real, where Tell- is the lie? He's just spitting straight facts, and it's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. I mean, I don't... I, I don't. Hurts. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. What incentive does Andre Johnson, Texans legend, have to come with a flamethrower to the organization where he's already in the ring of honor or will be in the ring of honor. Maybe not anymore now. I don't know. Oh, he has no incentive. Think about it. He's de-incentivized across the board. Places where guys always knew they could come back and, and get a job if they wanted to or needed to or, you know, ring of honor type guys that had, you know, the suite anytime they wanted it or the jet if they needed it for the owner. I mean, that was Andre Johnson, I would assume, even with as bad as the Texans' ownership is. Surely they can't goof up a relationship with a guy like that. But what do you know? It's it's Andre sitting here just putting his his flag in the ground, you know, saying, hey, turn and run. Take it from a guy who's been here. I mean, if you're the Texans, you, you can't have this. This would be Marvin or Reggie or Edge mm. or somebody else coming out and being like, guys need to get out of Indy. You don't want to play for Ursay. Can you imagine? Yeah. Guys love Jim. This is a, like maybe their their biggest star. You know? I mean, oh, it definitely is. JJ JJ Watt. If he JJ said Watt's this. their biggest star, but Andre Johnson's like one. He was their first star. One, yes, he was their first star. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you want to count um, David Carr's corpse behind center getting sacked like 170 times his rookie no, season. We're not going to count. <laughs> we're not going to count David Carr. Nah. Can we at least so. give him some? Can we put him on the Mount Rushmore? Original wedding ring during the game, guy. Oh God. Oh, what a dork. What a dork. So again, back just, to the dorks. I'm telling you, just dorks. Dork city. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Andre Johnson. You're going to hear this a lot. He's one of these guys that doesn't, you know, talk a lot. But when he does speak, boy, them words, I can't wait. Corlin Finnegan knows that. Mm-hmm. Knows him, the fist Beast. carries some weight. <laughs> he knows something else carries some weight. Yeah, I have mad respect for Andre Johnson. Um, and I think if you're the Texans, this has to be, you would think, but because it's old, rich, white men, they don't do any kind of soul searching. They just soldier on and wipe their eyes with $100 bills. Um, so I don't think Cal McNair, the owner of the team, is going to change anything up. I don't think he's going to let this affect him at all. I think they're just going to march right on. Who was the previous owner? It was uh, Cal McNair's father, who was uh, the other Bob McNair. Bob McNair. Okay, and we Bob remember McNair. all the mess that he got into with some of the things he said. You know about, of the course. Guy. And I get the sense from what Deshaun Watson has said that the kind of racist, you know, roots of this franchise are still showing a little bit. He said he didn't like their approach to social injustice. Yeah, the social injustice mm-hmm. uh, movement. They didn't like. He didn't like that they didn't interview Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy, the hottest coaching candidate on the market, didn't you interview him. You see, they're bringing him in now. Are they now? And that's and that's that pitiful. Come on. See, I mean, seriously, what a joke organization. If I'm that guy, I'm like, hell no, I'm not coming. That's why Andre's now. doing this. He's saying, "Hey, just don't this these this is who they are. This is the too little too late crew. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to happen to you. And I'm telling you, Deshaun is on a crash course for Andrew Luck 2.0. 
Andrew is bigger, faster, stronger than Deshaun. Maybe not faster, but you know what I'm saying. And look what happened. This He is going to be out of the league or not wanting to play football anymore because it's going to zap his joy from him. I don't know that he's on the Texans, man. I mean, he could he could play hardball. He what that that story about him wanting to go to the Dolphins for two. I was that's the most confusing piece of news I've seen come out this offseason. Like, where is this report coming from? Like, I really did. I almost Googled like, do Tua and Deshaun Watson have the same agent? Like, where is this coming from? Like, that, you're not the GM, dude. You don't get to pick where you go. Like, like you can put so out, weird. like, I would consider going here if I have a yeah. trade clause or you something. You see that all the time. Would consider the, these three teams, but not would consider the Miami Dolphins for Tua Tungavailoa plus other. Comp- where did you get that piece of it? I don't yeah. also love how we just, we've completely written Tua off. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a sec. Um, but I don't know. The, the whole situation has become even more incestuous with the hiring of Nick Casario, who's good buddies with Jack Easterby, who is the shadow GM of the team. Make no mistake. You got to wonder. Uh, there's a great, great episode, Addy. I know you listen to the Roto Underworld pod from time to time with the pod father. He has those great episodes with Evan Silva where they do a deep dive on a franchise that's super dysfunctional. Yeah. And they talk all the time about cocoon keepers. It's like Hugh Jackson was a great example, right? Of like these relationships within these football circles. It's like the old boys club, right? That keep people who don't deserve jobs in power because they're inside the cocoon. That's the Texans organization right now. I have to wonder if the coach they're going to hire, which the name I've seen floated around a lot, Connor, this is going to make you cringe or smile. Maybe. I don't know. Jim Caldwell. To the, the Texans? The Texans is the name I've heard floated the most. Hey, I mean, Jim Caldwell's hated on a lot, and the, uh, you know, stone face jokes and all that, but like, he was a decent coach in Detroit. I don't think he got a fair shake there. And then... He was know, fine in Indy. Yeah, he was fine in Indy. I mean, he had some great seasons. Obviously, Manning helped that a ton, but yeah, I mean... It's not you, a hire you're excited about, though. Look, he'll be structured. That place will be organized. There will be order on a team that needs its craving leadership and direction and someone to come in and say, hey, we've got all this talent. Here's our identity. Here's who we are. Let's all be one cohesive team. And right now, it seems like, especially since this Jack Easterby guy, I mean, I looked him up. I hate him. I can just tell by looking at him. I hate this guy. So Andre Johnson, all, not a fan as well. Oh, I'll ride with Andre. Look, his, his trip to Indy wasn't great, but I'll ride with Andre. Ever since he... You know, whoop Cortland Finnegan's ass in that game so bad. He's I'm 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 with him big time. All right, so we shall see how it all plays out in Houston. I like that the drama is unfolding in our own division, Connie. That's always a good thing. All right, Addy, you mentioned Tua, the latest mock draft from PFF. Shout out Macri, of course. Anytime we mention PFF, it's obligatory. I know this had our boy Lord Raddy stirred up in the uh, mm-hmm. slack this morning. Had the uh, the mock draft from PFF had Justin Fields going to the Dolphins at three. Wow. Thoughts? I mean, why? But I but I get also get it. I mean, we know that that that's the that's the position that is most important. Um, but man, I don't I don't I don't know what you're doing there. I don't know what it's I don't know what it says to Tua. Um, obviously it's, it's not a good thing for Tua. Um, but I mean, I, I just don't think we've seen enough from Tua to, to warrant them bringing in someone like this, you know, and, and also, you know, Tua is coming off the major hip surgery. 
he didn't get to he didn't he rehabbed all off season didn't get to spend time with uh you know with his teammates and and so it was a rough season for rookies in general very tough i mean and, and you know when you have herbert and burrow who looked the way they did it, it just it, it makes it look worse but i mean this isn't the norm where guys come in and light it up like this so i think we need to be a little more patient with two i would expect a much better year two um just that he has an off season to you know he he knows what to expect he knows he he'll have a chance to work with guys uh, learn the playbook better I just I think it's too early to give up on him um, but I do understand I mean that's 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 ex- that's an extremely valuable position I think you could still probably get a first maybe for Tua so you know you could you could definitely do that. But yeah. you could also go with someone really nice there at three. As I was going to say, I don't really have like a super strong take on this. Um, my thing with Tua all year was I didn't see anything special. Like, like nothing that I would be like, you know, but he did this really well. No, I just didn't get that. But I do acknowledge really tough year for rookies coming off the major hip surgery. So I don't blame the Dolphins if they say, of course, we're going to give Tua a year too. This was a like a two or three year plan to get him in the building. And now he's here. We're not going to give up on him that quickly, especially coming off a major injury in the most tumultuous off season in NFL history. So I don't blame him. But at the same time, if they wanted, if they fell in love with Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or any of these top quarterbacks, I wouldn't blame them as well for going the Kyler Murray route and bringing him in and shipping Tua off for a first round pick. You got to do that trade right now though. If you're if you're planning on drafting a quarterback at three, you have to. That's where they're picking, right? Three, three. Yep, from the Texans, by the way. Yeah, that's poetic justice, right there. That is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think you have to trade him now because once you bring that quarterback in, that's going to tank. It's not going to tank his value, but it's going it, to. I mean, teams don't have an incentive to. You lose leverage, sure, essentially, because um, they know you have to trade him. So yeah, I think they should do it now, but but they shouldn't trade him right now. It, they it, should trade the pick. They should trade the yeah get and build around. Unless you just have legitimate concerns that like two is not the guy. Like no, you probably won't have a pick inside the top five because it's what pick three, pick three. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, let's just say you you miss out. You on, could somebody could want to trade into three to get Fields yeah, to get yeah. Zach Wilson. You if, never know. If Fields is there. That's a ultra valuable pick. Yeah. If you're getting you know multiple first round picks or you know. First and seconds, I mean, that's something that if you're like, oh, with the right weapons and, you know, considering we played musical chairs with Tua's starting role all year with Fitzpatrick, I mean, let's just, let's curve the scale a little bit here and and take a step back. I mean, guys like him did not get a fair shake. I don't think Burrow got a fair shake playing behind that paper mache line. That was just total BS with what he had to deal with. But, man, it was a strong rookie class, so... um, I think Tua is, is going to have a future in the league. Now, wh- what's it look like? How long will it last? There's just not enough tape. I, I would be If I was the Dolphins, I think it would be a huge mistake to hold on to that pick for Fields, leverage that, and build around Tua again, unless you just love somebody and think, this is my Mahomes and we got Alex Smith. There's nothing wrong with Alex Smith. He's just not Mahomes. Yeah, that's true. And also, you have to keep in mind the Kyler Murray pick happened with a new coach coming in as well. So there was no loyalty there. Brian Flores does not seem like the type to, to me that's going to give up on Tua, but ultimately the GM is the one that makes the pick. 
That's like when we were talking about, are the Colts going to bring Phil Rivers back? Frank Reich wants him back. That's great. Chris Ballard's the one that gets to make that call. Yep, he'll quarterback that decision, So it's, as it should be. It's That is what you have to keep in mind, too, is the coach has a big say. I'm not trying to say they don't, uh, unless it's Bill Belichick, and then you're both uh, GM and head coach. But ultimately, the GM is going to do what's best for the team. I think... Um, I think the most likely scenario is they probably trade out of that three spot, pick up multiple picks, maybe move back a couple picks. Because at three, the guy that you want probably will be available a little later. These quarterbacks always get pushed up. So let's talk about the next guy here that just absolutely set the world on fire last night during the college football playoff national championship game. Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith. How high do you think this guy goes? And I'll give you an over-under. Henry Ruggs, who was the first wide receiver off the board in this past draft when it picked 12 to the Las Vegas Raiders. So pick 11 and a half. You taken over or under for Devontae Smith, Connie? Under. I think I think he's going to be top 10. Yeah, he's going to be top 10. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say top five. Yes. No lie. He just won the Heisman as a wide receiver. And did you watch the game? Uh, yeah. The he was unstoppable yeah. before he broke his finger. Yeah. Was it a broken finger? I, I don't know. I heard he got injured. He'll be just fine. He'll be all right. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw he had the mask with the Heisman logo on there. Yeah, that's drip. <laughs> that was a time. major flex. Yeah, Devontae's different, man. He's He is... Uh, I love LeBron's comparison of comparing him to two Colts, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Jim Irsay was loving that. He was tweeting LeBron last night. So um but yeah, man, that's that that guy is 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 a different different breed of receiver and I think is definitely gonna warrant just like he did with his well earned Heisman, I think he's gonna warrant some of that earlier picks and what you typically see uh, out of a receiver. But that guy's just a, a different dy- dynamic playmaker that you know, teams that don't have quarterback or big O line, D line needs, I, I think he's gonna be one of those first skill guys off the board. It was a great sign of respect from Devontae Adams, another Devontae. Did y'all see this tweet? Yeah. Said, if you're going to misspell it, spell it like Devontae Smith's first name. It's like, that's that's a pretty nice endorsement from who I would consider the NFL's best wide receiver right yes, now. Yes, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. So here, let me give you all. Okay, so if y'all are both saying top 10, let's not take the top three, or let's not take the top two, Jacksonville, New York Jets, probably going quarterback one and two. But you all give me the spot you would most like to see Devontae Smith of these top 10 teams. You ready? So you have Miami at three, Atlanta at four, Cincinnati at five, Philadelphia at six, Detroit at seven, Carolina at eight, Denver at nine, and Dallas at 10. This is easy for me. Go through, uh, do, do four through seven again. It's either Cincy or Dallas. Atlanta, Cincy, Philadelphia, Detroit is four through seven. I kind of like Detroit, and I could see them doing that. I love Cincy. Oh, but Cincy's great. Give Joe Burrow. You got T. Higgins and Devontae Smith. Oh, my gosh. Tyler Boyd, that would be dirty. Set up for just years to come. That's beautiful. Saw him on Instagram, Joe Burrow walking around doing therapy. He looks good. Mm -hmm. He wants to be back for the start of the season. I don't think he will be. I'm calling that right now. I think he starts the year on the pup. We're pulling for you, Joe. I we want Joe to be a, out there. We Absolutely, know you're a listener. I love Joe Burrow. Big, big fan of Joe. I, uh, Detroit makes a lot of sense, though. Now I'm thinking it, about it. No more Galladay. Well, it all depends on the quarterback situation, though. If Stafford is still there, but they're going to want to bring in. I mean, since he needs to get some O line help, 
when unless they have money to spend on some veteran O line guys, then that's fantastic. They probably but, should go O line, but if Devontae Smith is sitting there, which he probably will be, but they just want T Higgins. I mean, they got you either need to spend the money or go in the draft because you you just can't have this again where guys having ligaments and structural repair because he was on track to get hit. What was it, seventy times? Oh, more than that. Yeah. That's yeah. like oh, triple digits easy. Yeah, I mean, it's that's just that's unacceptable. And again, it was shades, just like Deshaun. Deshaun, a lot of his is self-inflicted because he keeps plays going so long. Four? Four digits, baby. Four digits? Oh, God, can you imagine? <laughs> Sacked a thousand times. Just every drop back. Nothing was left. Ashes so, to ashes. I'm looking it up right now just because I want to see what the tackle market looks like um, for next season. Trent Williams. We know we know uh, Anthony Costanzo just retired, which we kind of saw coming. Appreciate you, AC. Great yeah. career, brother. Great career. Um, Quentin Nelson probably shifting over to left tackle, if I had to guess. Yep, I agree with that. We'll see. I hate losing him there at the guard position because he can just clear the lane for uh, Jonathan Taylor, but Danny left tackle, Pinter. more important position. Danny Pinter, we drafted him. He's a left guard. He can come in, and that's that's where he played. I think at Ball State there in Indiana, and he'll hopefully be able to learn from Quentin and I uh, think Quentin had some tackle experience and here's the thing they may realize he he doesn't have that and he didn't want to do that or a little bit of both and um, look at drafting a tackle or addressing in free agency so when you got when you got money and you got a decent draft pick there at 21 uh, you, you can make some stuff happen yeah so I'm looking yeah Trent Williams Russell Okung and uh, Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers Jason yep. Peters Cameron Irving from the Dallas Cowboys um, yeah there's some there's some decent some decent tackle options out there. Okun got the Bitcoin bag. He did. Half his paycheck smart. and uh, Bitcoin. Good for him. Unless it blows up, and then it's sure. not so smart. It was uh, Yeah, <laughs> then you just lost all yeah, your Tens money. of millions of dollars mistake. It also is like an all-time high right now, so it seems mm-hmm. like a bad time to convert it to Bitcoin. But, you know. Unless the economy collapses and we're all trading Bitcoin, Addy. It's doing good for now. Doing good for Whee! now. Well, let's talk some divisional round games, fellas, and we can speed through these. But it just touch on it. Anytime there's football, we're going to be talking about it. It's a great, great four-pack of games. I will miss not having three games. You don't realize sometimes how much you miss something until you have it, and then you're like, wait a minute. I lived for 33 years with only two games on Saturday and Sunday and wild card weekend. What? Hey, don't, it, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? Mm. Was that the immortal words of Smash Mouth? They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> That's counting crows. Counting crows. There, we go. put some respect on Sorry, Big Yellow Taxi. I did just call him Smash Mouth. We put that in the outro of the yeah. Epi? Put that in. Yeah. Put that in let, now. Me, let me pull it up on the board. Yeah. Beep boop. Beep boop. Um, Can you sing it, Connor? No, please don't. Nah, nah, nah. Don't it always seem to go? Guys are good. You don't know what you got till it's gone. All of our stream they listeners took away just three left. games and only gave us two. Ooh, nice improv, Connie. Very nice. So first game Saturday, Rams at Packers. Rams are Packers by seven over under forty five and a half. Boys, what do we think about this game, Maddie? Man, Packers gonna roll. I, I will say I uh, I owe I, lo- I owe the Rams an apology. I owe IDP Bob an apology. I've I've doubted them all year, um, even in the off season when they lost. I think all- I said they would finish six and ten. Yeah, I mean, could, well, I mean, remember remember when they lost Corey Littleton? Um, they they lost uh, Fowler. Uh, they they lost other guys too. Um, but yeah, they lost all these you know guys that we thought were major impact pieces. We thought it was going to really affect their defense. We thought their offense was kind of overrated. Um, but that defense has been amazing this year. Best defense in the league, probably. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, and you got a, a lot of that's because Aaron Donald, but, uh, Man, they 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 are doing something right there. I mean, their offense grades is one of the best uh, graded PFF teams. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to doubt the Rams, you know, like I have all year. Um, but I'm I'm gonna do it again here. You know, I think the Packers are gonna win. The Packers are so good. <laughs> I think the Rams defense has a chance to slow them down. I hope Aaron Donald's a hundred percent. Yeah, but it shows the power of superstars. Name a better one-two tandem for real-life football defense than Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I mean, those two, so that's that's the hope, right? Jalen Ramsey shuts down Devontae Adams. Maybe Donald can generate some pressure. They can, you know, get to Rodgers and kind of frustrate him. I don't know, Connie, do you think the Packers cover that spread? I do. Uh, big tough guy move, though, tip of the cap to both uh, Aaron and our boy Jared Goff. I mean, Goff had, I think, three screws in three his pins, hand. Three pins, yeah. Three Shoot. pins. So, you know, he was going out there, man. He was throwing darts, too. He, I felt like he played uh, played well last week. And, you know, Donald, that's a first to do like a judo throw where he threw Russell Wilson, Mr. Incredible, Mr. Unlimited, excuse me. Also Mr. Incredible. Yeah, he is Mr. Incredible, <laughs> yeah. Um, but threw Mr. Unlimited onto him and – said it like damaged his rib cartilage it almost looked like that, i thought he broke his ribs that russell's butt kind of on the slingshot slammed into donald's i thought he broke his ribs immediately because he went straight to the ribs and couldn't get up yeah but yeah how strong are you that you break your ribs with some other guy's ass yeah russell's dummy thick too so that was no surprise but um packers by seven i like that uh, if I had to say anything on the on the over under at forty five and a half, I'd I'd probably take the over on that as well. I think I'd probably take the under. I don't really? know that Rams offense with Jared Goff. I mean, maybe the hands better. Some of those balls looked kind of funky coming out. Yeah, little fluttery. He didn't. Look, I mean, he was you know nine of 19, 155 yards. I mean, he was able to do. He some did things. what he had to do. Yeah, and he gutted it out. Tip of the cap to Jared Goff. Managed the game. That was. I was gonna say. I guess I gave him more of a curved approach, knowing he had like half a hand. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, hey, think about your thumb on your throwing hand. You're throwing for 155 after having three pins in your finger. That's not. I'm. That's pretty ball. I think I'd throw for 1.5 yards. Yeah. With uh, three pins in my thumb. I don't think I'd be doing. I think I'd be in the bed for three years with three pins in my thumb. Yeah, when I saw the original quarterback go down, I was legit concerned because I didn't think Jared was dressing. Yeah, he was dressing. He just wasn't the starting quarterback, which Who is kind of third? weird. Do we know? I don't think there was. Probably like the punter. I, I really don't think Should there we? was. Um, but it's always weird to me when the starting quarterback is healthy enough to dress, but not healthy enough to start. Remember when the Jets uh-huh. did that with um, their big offensive tackle and uh, came in the game and got hurt? And it was like, why is this dude, why is he out here? If he's healthy enough to be active, he should be healthy enough to start. And if you're worried about him, then just make him inactive. Yeah, Mackay Becton, that's who it was. Yeah, I don't understand that. But anyways, uh, I think I really think Sean McVay just wanted to see what he could get out of John Wolford. I think he thought Wolford, pins or no pins in Goff's thumb, Wolford gives us a better chance to win with his legs. So, um, yeah, I think I think the Packers do cover. I think if the Rams get a perfect game and get some breaks, that they could keep this thing close, but... Man, the Packers are just rolling right now. I just don't see it. Yeah, it's going to have to be a monster K-Makers performance for them to be in this thing. You know, and, and Aaron Donald's going to have to be, you know, making things happen. But, it, but yeah, I mean, they're just banged up right now, unfortunately. When you, yeah. when you have 
all your your main guys, you know, Aaron Donald dealing with some issues, uh, Jared Goff banged up. It's it's that's just that's tough to to beat a team like Green Bay who is just on fire um, at Green Bay. You know, I th- I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be the Packers this weekend. Hot take alert. Maybe not a hot take. I don't know. I think Brandon Staley, the Rams defensive coordinator, who is only 38 years old, gets one of these head coaching gigs. I think even though he was um, like a relative unknown, you know, not that long ago, if you're good enough to get Wade Phillips, a football legend, kicked out of town, yeah, you're pretty good. But I think Brandon Staley gets one of these jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I think the hotshot offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, Joe Brady, who was the LSU coordinator with Burrow, I think he gets one of these head coaching jobs. Also like 38. Yeah. Maybe even younger. Yeah, he's he's really he was a GA like six years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, with you talking about the the D coordinator for the Rams, I mean, that's someone that Tom is is just raved about this year and, and what they're doing scheme wise. I think they're doing a lot of just unique things. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've seen that translate with how good they've been. Yeah, Eberflus gone. I don't know. He'll have a chance, but you get these recycled coaches back in there. I don't think that you're going to see a straight you know, straight round of new fresh hires. I think you're going to get, um, you know, a Jim Caldwell or a Marvin Lewis recycled back. And I think Doug Peterson will get a job. Oh, he will. I really it's not do. Gonna take him long to to land on his feet. So yeah. So um, I think Peterson will be back in the mix somewhere, and maybe he'll do well. Maybe just maybe that relationship just came to an end. It needed to end, and. Much like Andy Reid going to Kansas City, he'll be revived by landing somewhere in a new spot with a hot young quarterback. Change of scenery can do the heart good. Maybe and a, and a better quarterback. Maybe he lands in um, you know Houston with uh, Deshaun Watson and becomes the Chiefs 2.0. I mean, who knows? You're saying a lot of profound stuff tonight, Connor. Thank you, baby. Got that singing voice cued in. I love it. All right, let's talk about a game that I have less of a feel for, though. Ravens at Bills. What's interesting here, Bills only favored by two, which tells me Vegas likes the Ravens in this game because usually you get the three-point home bump over under 50 points. Connor, you're shaking your head. What's up? I'm SMHing because uh, Lamar's never played in the snow. What's the weather this weekend in Buffalo? It's going to be cold. So Buffalo, probably, probably negative 20. And they play on Sunday? They play Saturday. Did you guys see the, uh, the Bills fan jumping off the table? Oh jumping, yeah, jumping off the table or Showed jumping onto Markham. the table? Uh, ju- jumping. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Uh, jumping onto the table, but he he landed like feet first. Like tried to like stick the landing on a table that was wobbly. And yeah, it's not good. Now it's not, does not in legs does not in degrees. Legs it, all over the place. Possibly deceased. <laughs> so this is 7:15 game Saturday night, and according to the Google machine. Uh, by 6 p.m., that is a, a 40% chance of snow showers. All right. That'll be fun. I love a good Buffalo snow game in prime time. Lamar earns some respect. I mean, not that the Titans have, you know, had a great end of the season there with how they played against them. I know we'll get to that, but um, I, I just, the weather-wise, that plays such a big variable to me. I think that's such a... When you talk about, oh, there is no home field advantage with no fans, that's not true. Places like Lambeau and Buffalo, especially if you have guys that are used to playing in those 
just ridiculously cold weather like you could see here in you know mid-January in Buffalo or somewhere like Lambeau that's that's going to be something to really think about especially when you consider a guy like Lamar never played in any snow but got the monkey off his back with the playoff win that's big I really because he was thinking about it he was talking about it he just wanted to get that win he got it done I don't think there's any other quarterback in the league that can make that run that he made for that touchdown. No. Absolutely incredible. That was electric. Hollywood Brown looks great. That was the ballgame after that run. Yep. Hollywood's had a great end of the season. J.K. Dobbins, if they can get him more involved, has looked good. Mark Ingram was inactive for this game. Thank God. Didn't miss him at all. Big trust. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the Ravens, the defense played fired up. I mean, if you can hold Derrick Henry to like 40 yards on 18 carries, your defense is playing really well. And so, um, did you see Vrabes and Henry getting into it on the sideline? Yeah. I mean, Henry they, was, they were walking parallel and Henry was kind of just talking. You could tell he was kind of mouthing. Yeah, I was going to say, both were kind of uh, not talking at that normal room voice, which I'm sure tempers were high for two yeah. alphas in that situation. But He was probably saying something like, why do y'all just keep running me straight into the line? Like someone said, get Henry out in space, let him catch the ball or take it on like a pitch and build up a head of steam and just mow people over. Yep. He really is. It, it takes a little while. Once he gets, he is like a, a car rolling downhill. If you, you know, have defenders meeting him right when he starts to roll, they can stop him because there's no momentum built up yet. And so I don't know. I think um, just like in the Pittsburgh game, him the a decision disservice. to punt at the end of the game probably yeah. oh, cost coward move of the week. Two, really was two playoff teams that were would have won the uh, earlier mentioned parlay bet there. Probably if both teams don't punt, Titans and Steelers both. I think. So I don't know, the Steelers were closing the gap. They were down, I think, twelve at that point. Yeah, they were on. They had all the momentum. Fourth and one on their own forty-six. I yeah. think was what it was. Come on. Yeah, it, it was said we'll very well it. by uh, by Dan Orlovsky, former Colts quarterback. Right? Wasn't Orlovsky there for a little he bit? Was, yeah. So he said, um, "I thought it was a cowardly move by the coach." He said, "As players, we want a chance to go win it." And why would you not put it on the shoulders of your players to go win it? Why would you take that out of their hands? I don't like that. Titans deserve to lose. Steelers deserve to lose. I like the Bills in this game. I think they cover. I like the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair, even in the snow. I love Josh Allen. I love Stephon Diggs. That was my 101 in our fantasy playoff draft. I took Josh Allen, took Stephon Diggs, probably with my... Second, second or yeah, third pick. That's great. And so um, I think this Bills team also got the monkey off its back a little bit. You got to remember, they had that massive second half meltdown against Houston in last year's playoffs where Josh Allen completely lost his mind. That's right. And so for them to come out, and even though it was a squeaker over our Colts, Connie, I think the Bills are feeling good. The Ravens are feeling good. Um, it's gonna be a close game, but I, I like the Bills. Yeah, I like the I like the Ravens to cover, or excuse me, I like the Bills to cover, um, and I also like the over in this one as well. I think regardless of points or whether there will be some points scored, um, Lamar looks like he's playing really well. He he kind of showed a that superstar streak on that run last week to make a huge play in Tennessee on the road, and um, you know continues to do things with his arm to 
uh, and, and improve in both areas and get that playoff win, which I think is just the biggest thing. You keep saying the monkey off the back. That's spot on. I mean, guys, there is that block. Until you get that first win, there is that block, and people can say, oh, that's not real. It is. It absolutely is. So hopefully that lets both of those guys, Josh and him both, play loose and give us a great game. I think that's why Vegas has it so close. But I do think Buffalo can cover that, and I do think we'll see some points. I I would take the over uh, there at 50. Yeah, and I think it could be adding an opportunistic Bills defense that makes the difference. You saw Jordan Poyer Mm -hmm. all over the place. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds were flying around. If I if it has to come down to a defense, I do like Buffalo to have its playmakers step up when that stop is needed or that big play, that turnover is needed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I kind of like the Ravens. I don't blame you. Kind of like the Ravens. I just it just feels it just feels right. I don't know. They're they're clicking right now. Lamar's clicking. He's playing great. Um, we still have we still haven't really seen Mark Andrews have a breakout game yet. I, would, I think that he could have a, a early monster week. Um, but you're right, Marquise Brown's coming on. I like this defense a lot. They got Marlon uh, Humphrey back. He, him and Marcus Peters are they're just really good. A dirty, dirty combo. They're just a really. Good, I, I honestly think they're a better defense than the Bills. The Bills. I mean, we saw they gave up quite a few yards to, to Old Phil Rivers um, and Jonathan Taylor. So. Um, you know, you can do some things on that defense. We've seen it all year uh, all, all year long. Um, I like the Ravens. All right. Taking Peters the Ravens. The squad got some dance moves, too, after that pick. I thought there was going to be an all-out brawl. The Titans were just going to come rushing at him. Yes, and- no joke. I was like, well, either at this point or after the game, that's, this is not going to be forgotten about and just swept under the rug. But nothing happens. So. Yeah, the Browns do not have a logo on their field, so they played it smart. Nobody could stomp on anything and dance on anything. One step ahead. Speaking of the Browns, Sunday, we're kicking off. Browns at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by 10 over under 56. It's the highest over under of the weekend. Brown's on a little bit of a magic carpet ride right now, Connie, but I think it comes to an end in Kansas City on Sunday. What say you? Yeah, I think the Browns cover 10, and I'll take the under. Take the under? Yep, I do. I, I think the I think the Chiefs will score some points. I, I just think there's always something to a, a team like this that is – and the the Chiefs are guilty of this because I'm pretty sure Sammy Watkins put out a little bit of bulletin board material – uh, kind of like they had against the Browns as the Browns with Juju and the Steelers last week. Uh, but he was saying something about um, how he didn't think that they would pose any problems to them and they were just going to roll right through them. So, you guys, you don't want to give these already hyper-competitive athletes any bulletin board material. I don't care what level it is and, oh, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Just like it mattered in college when Clemson got beat by Ohio State. What were all the Ohio State guys saying in the locker room? You ranked us 11th? You ranked us 11th? They pay Last attention. night, Baker, as soon as he walks off the field, everybody in the tunnel, the Browns is the Browns. They're already selling shirts with that on there. And he turned his hat around backwards yeah. as a shot at Colin at Coward. Colin Coward. So, don't, you know, guys, they hear this stuff. So many chips. Yeah. <laughs> Whole bag of chips on that shoulder. and Get some salsa up there. Yeah, so point being, with Sammy saying that and just a, a whole lot of other things, I'm just going to assume there's going to be a little bit of rust. And I'm I'm not high on the Browns right now, but they're, they're riding an emotional wave that I think they can cover 10 and uh, point total again. I'm going surprisingly with the under with that hot Kansas City offense. Yeah, it's um, the Browns are playing with house money right now. If they win, it's the greatest win since the team, heck, since last week. 
last week, you know, this game on Sunday was the greatest win since the team was rebooted in 1999 after the original Browns went to Baltimore and became the Ravens. If they lose, they lost to the defending Super Bowl champs and Patrick Mahomes. No shame. You know, that they can look back and say, we're building something special. We've got the right head coach in place. So I think the Browns are going to play loose. I just don't think they have the horses to run with the Chiefs. I think um, I'm hopeful we'll see the Chiefs take it up a notch and go to that next level with their offense, which is, I don't want to say sleepwalking. That's too strong of a term. But we haven't seen them at their ceiling throughout much of the season. I kind of wonder if they've been keeping it in reserve for the playoffs. We're about to find out, Addy. Yeah, I mean, if the Browns are going to do anything uh, against the Chiefs, it's going to be through the running game. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, just over and 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 over again. That Marshawn quote or whatever. Yes. And over and over. Something about running through somebody's face, I believe. Yeah, so that's what they're going to have to do. To me, though, it reminds me a lot of of – the Stefan Diggs uh, catch against the Saints, the the Minnesota Minnesota the, miracle. Yes, it reminds me a lot of that. Uh, just the emotions of of that game and that win, and and then coming back the next week. Um, they just got flattened. Yes, by the Eagles. Eagles. Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, who went on to, I don't know if they went on to win it that or not, or not that year. Um, that if it was that team I'm thinking of, yes, that that was the year they won. But anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll bet that. Yeah, it's you know, as a Vikings fan, you when when that happened, I was like, whoa, is this a team of destiny? And and then no, the next week they, I don't think they seriously scored the following week. They got beat by like forty. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen to on that scale. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to put up you know close to forty points. I mean, we we just saw we just saw that Cleveland Brown defense give up five hundred yards passing to to Big Ben. Um, so, yeah, I think that they're going to have their way with the defense. I could see like a 40 to 17, 40 to 20 type game. Yeah, it was the Minneapolis miracle, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking to see, yeah, they traveled to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game. The Eagles beat the Vikings 38 to 7. So we got to, we did score. So that's yeah, good. and they and they went on the Eagles went on to beat the Patriots 41-33 in the Super Bowl. So, mm. I think uh, that's a spot-on comparison. Obviously, one of the highest moments in Vikings history, Mm -hmm. one of the highest moments in Browns history, coming up against a buzzsaw and the defending world champion Kansas City Chiefs. I do think the Chiefs cover. Um, I like the over slightly because I think the defenses, both, both defenses here aren't great. I mean, you saw, I think the Browns still gave up 30 Five points, 39 points, whatever the final score of that game was. So um, I think the Chiefs are going to get theirs here. I, I see something like, um, you know, 35 24 type of game. You know, Probably I think it'll be respectable. Or something by the Browns at the end. Or, yeah, exactly. The Browns is the Browns. The Browns is the Browns, as we know. Uh, but we love you guys. We love Macri and Sneeko and Mike Wallert and Mark Sessler, all of our friends. I'll tell you what. That had me buzzing, that game against the Steelers, seeing all the fans on Twitter and all the reactions. I mean, it was just cool. Like, everything felt possible if the Cleveland Browns could 
exercise their playoff demons by beating the hated Pittsburgh Steelers. It was great. We were all rooting for them. Um, it is wild how many Browns fans there are out there. I know right? a lot of Browns fans. You know, it's so weird. They have a cultish following, man. Just because they, of course, like you mentioned, one of the oldest teams in the league. Generally speaking, they're one of the oldest teams in the league. So, you know, there's they are they haven't had the the best most recent luck, but man, they have a this kind of like the Bills. They have a devout following, so it's cool to see both of those teams, Bills and Browns both, some that have struggled and just seemed borderline cursed in recent years, um, be back in the playoffs here with with two young guys. The AFC quarterback landscape, I'm sure you all saw this graphic, compared to the NFC, is hysterically just wonky in terms of age of the AFC quarterbacks versus age of the NFC quarterbacks. Josh, Adam, did y'all see that? Yeah, the NFC was like 10 years older by average yeah, than wow. the AFC. Yep, like Something 25 insane. to 28 probably average age in the AFC. Yeah. NFC, it was like 35. Yeah, somewhere in there. 40. Dragged up by the fact you have two 40-year-olds right. playing for the first time in playoff history. Yeah. It's time, Tom. And it's then, time, uh, it's then, time, Breeze. Then Rodgers, you know. That's right. Rodgers isn't young. He's like 30, 36, I yeah, think. At least. Somewhere in there. Yeah. So, last game, though. Let's talk about it. Bucks at Saints. Saints. Part three. Yeah, part three. The other two parts didn't go so well for the Bucks. I did pick them before the playoffs started uh, versus the Chiefs for my Super Bowl pick. But Saints by three over under 51 and a half. I like the Bucks. They're my pick for the Super Bowl, so I got to go with them here. Um, not not liking what I saw from the Saints against a really lucky to be their Bears team. Yeah. Um, should have you know put that game away a lot sooner. Um, of course they get the win. The Bears get the garbage time touchdown that covers up some of the stink there. But I don't know. I don't think the Saints are quite right yet. And um, you know if the Bucks can get Mike Evans another week healthy, get Devin White back. I don't know. That's a dangerous team in my mind. I think they get it done, beating the team three times in one year, Addy, as we know. It's difficult to do. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and they're getting Devin White back. And Mike Evans, you know, even though he was coming in that game hobbled, he put up over 100 yards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they Tampa Bay is, is so hot right now. Um, and then the Saints, you know, they just kind of – I think they're still kind of feeling the things out with, uh, you know, Breeze coming back from injury. Also, you're you're inserting Michael Thomas back in, so that's kind of like throwing the offense out of whack a little bit. Like Emmanuel Sanders got, I think, two catches for like three yards last week. He was in that game. He was in that game. Did they slime him for being so bad? They should they have. Should have. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they're just you want to see teams get hot here at the end, and that's what the Tampa Bay Bucks have done. Whereas the Saints, I mean, even though they're getting wins, it's kind of like they're they're grinding out these wins. Yeah, nothing looks easy for right. them right now. Connie, Bucks, Saints, Saints by three. What are you doing? I'm taking the Bucks. Uh, I think they'll cover. Obviously, um, over under, I'll take the over at fifty one and a half. Um, I'm like you all. I think the, I think this Bucks team with with Tom uh, is has been reinvigorated there and. Uh, I think having obviously Mike Evans seem like he's going to be able to play, which thank goodness I couldn't imagine them making a playoff run without a guy like him. And um, I've one thing I don't think a lot of people are talking about enough is I think AB is back. Yeah, <laughs> like back, back. And I don't know if he's a hundred percent what he was in his prime years in pit, but he looks like a problem. And if that's the case, it's it's going to be a real. It's going to they're going to be a real Super Bowl. Like I, I like them in the in a, to win the NFC. If if AB is back, and Mike Evans is playing, and you have Godwin clicking, then that's that's the most that is the Chiefs of the NFC. Yep. 
just with the original Jedi Master instead of the new uh, Padawan coming in with Patrick Mahomes. So I would love to see the... I would love to see that because I think he'll take care of Breeze here and kind of knock that off. And then he's going to likely see Rodgers in the NFC and you're going to see the battle of those two gray beards. So he's going to have a murderer's row, not to get too far ahead of myself looking at a next week's epi or anything. And the Chiefs and the Super Bowl, their bills. And the, I mean, God. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it, going to be fantastic. Either way you slice it. This, I mean, the, all the right teams are still in it. That's yeah. right. So, I mean, it's going to be a it's tough road teams. whoever makes it. I mean, it's yeah. going to, yeah, I mean, this is. If Tom Brady can slay Drew Brees and then Aaron Rodgers and then Patrick Mahomes, it's his best run ever. Hey, I think you got to start saying this guy might be the GOAT. Yeah. You got to start you going have to around. think about it. Yeah. He's in the conversation. Yeah. Right up there with David Carr. <laughs> He's top 10 at least. God rest his soul. <laughs> and Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, of course. How could we forget? And Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke was kind of fun. He was doing some things in that game. It was, it was great, though. Um, you guys saw where he got canceled immediately after the game, right? What kind of tweet did they dig up? I heard there was some bad stuff. He's just a MAGA guy. Okay. That's, all, he, that's all it was takes. Was he hanging out with Nick Bosa? He just, yeah, kind of liking a lot of you know conservative tweets and just being, you know. Will I get canceled for going to the Capitol? Yes, Connor. <laughs> yeah, Connor. Last week, were you were you here? Like now, you were here. Damn it! I know. If, if he wasn't, we would have had the smoking gun. <laughs> or was it me, yeah. Connor? Yeah, just, it was Carson Wentz. Yeah, we had Carson filling in. You didn't even know it was the exact same. Or Macri. Macri looks like Connor. Macri does look like Connor. So Macri also looks like Carson. Y'all can't say I look like everyone. Like I, I'm not that like. We do as we want, looking. Connor. We do as yeah. we want. What's going on? Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We just wanted to get on and talk some football. We don't have uh, any necessarily IDP, like, you know, nugs to throw out this episode. But we should mention, Addy, you are working on your Dynasty Combined Mm. Ranks. Mm. We will have those for you all here very soon. We are excited to drop those. Sounds like we may have a date with Johnny next week, Addy. I'm going to talk to him about that. That that just that was something I was thinking about um, earlier, and I, just, I know I just threw it on you in, during the show. But yeah, I love it. That makes a lot of sense. We don't have anything else going on. We're That'd probably just going to do this again. So let's bring him on and build a lineup. Maybe we can do like a Wednesday. They, I think they usually record on Tuesdays. Maybe th- are they still going? I think they might be taking a break. Okay, so it might be we make it. We'll see. We'll make it work. Either way, Connie, maybe come on. We can build some lineups of our own. I've been wanting to get in on this DFS yeah, you action for the questions playoffs. And we'll, we'll teach you the ropes. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm green on it like I was with IDP, but I'm, I'm curious to see and uh, get the ins and outs. And like Adam said at the beginning, guys, just because fantasy is over, don't be, and I did the same thing with IDP this year. It's fun to explore different ways to enjoy what you already enjoy. So whether it's going to the sports book and doing stuff that Josh is not a, obviously we can't gamble here in Kentucky. So of course we're not sports gambling here in Kentucky, but uh, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And just like the, you know, with playoff fantasy or trying uh, DFS and, and doing a little bit of daily fantasy or whatever it may be, there's plenty of stuff to still wet your beak here with some fun football action. So stay with us. I think we've got some fun nugs here before we get into draft talk in a few weeks. That's right. Get that beak wet, Eddie. You can. There's contests that are like twenty five cents. Like you can play. Hey, that's for, cheap. You can play for a dollar. That's guys, amazing. I mean, just 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 put some skin on some of these games. Just see what happens. It's thrilling. You guys have seen me. You know. Uh, Lose your mind over the some, last <laughs> some Jaguars Bengals game. He's jumping like, around my living room the other night with uh, Chase Claypool catches because he go. wet the beak. 
You wet the yes, beak. Sir. You should have seen me. I've never had more fun watching football games that I really wasn't super invested in than this weekend when I had you know decent amount of money riding on these games. It yeah. just makes it more fun. Do we need to make shirts that say that, wet the beak? Wet the beak. That I kind of like it. That is good. And just, you don't got to jump all the way in. You don't got to start putting $100, you know, on, on these lineups and stuff. Just start in little and learn. That's just what I've done. I've had more fun as I've gotten more successful at it. You've grown your bank. What'd you start with on your DFS this season? We had $25. $25. I've, I've made over $700 this year. Look at that. You wet this, the beak, and I'm now gonna, the beak is full. And next year, I'm balling, boys. You balling? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm telling you, I'm gonna hit one of these damn things. One, Ooh, one, one, one and you're gonna be this. one of those uh, established to run retweets where it's like I won fifty thousand dollars. Promise, wait for it. Ooh, I love it. I did the same thing with IDP this year, and I started. I had a lot of money in other leagues, and I played in this free league, and really enjoyed myself and got to learn. So you know, I found a way. You know, same thing with you. Have you found your niche here in DFS? So just don't. Don't think so one-dimensional. If you've wanted to try an auction league, try an auction league. If you've wanted to try DFS, try DFS. If you want to try IDP, try it. Get outside of your your plain Jane, you know, snake draft fantasy league that ends at week 13 and come along for this ride that is playoff football uh, and all the fantasy options that come with it. And get better. It makes you better. All these things make you better. That's DFS, right. you gotta be you gotta know all the sleepers every week. Um, you know, keep up with injuries. All everything makes you better. And we got it right here in the feed. If you want to listen and learn and get better at fantasy, I learn a lot from listening to you and Johnny's show because you guys are talking about things I'm not normally thinking about because I don't have access to every player as a fantasy, normal fantasy player. You know, I have certain guys that I have rostered and certain guys I don't. Yep. Since, same here. It's, it's, it's just nice getting to, you know, uh, play with some of these guys you don't, you don't have. That's right. Weeks. Yeah, you know, get them on the roster. Keeps you sharp. Just I recommend it to everybody. It's it's so much fun. So Hashtag wet the beak. That's what he teaches you. What do I teach you? You teach me uh, what not to do in Vegas. Well, thank you very much. That's something, Connor. That's something you should be very proud of. Bless you. You're welcome. That's right. Thank you, Quentin Williams, for that nug. And uh, on that note, I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. We will get this board updated. That's going to be my belated Christmas Ooh. present to Addy. Addy's going to do some work. Lots more drops, and we're going to shake a lot of hands. Shake a lot of hands. A lot of hands. Well, thank you all for listening. Enjoy the football this weekend. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we will be back next week. We'll be building some lineups. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, we will see you all next time. This is Big 3 ITP. Catches in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Because we joking. It happens to fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Connor. Yeah, this a command and conquer. Hard hitting the IR's real. This football, yeah, you know the deal. Cause it's all about the defense.